This is Taekwon Lewis. You're listening to Dash to the Draft on Sports Crunch. One more day. Welcome back to Sports Crunch with D. Crom, ladies and gentlemen. I'm your host, David Cromlow. We are just one day away from the 2018 NFL Draft. And to spend the time in the remaining hours when the teams are continuing to BS us all, it means it's time to do one more mock draft. Two weeks ago, we gave you a mock draft based on what we think should happen. Last week's mock was done based on what we think would happen. This mock draft combines both of those schools of thought in a war room simulation, which should also help you give somewhat of an idea of what goes on behind closed doors on draft day. I will be playing the role of the scouter coach, trying to justify to the general manager picks I think will happen, while the general manager, who will be portrayed by our special guest tonight, will either accept or reject each of my picks based on what he believes should happen. These are basically two mock drafts rolled into one. And to help us with DCROM's ultimate mock draft of 2018, it is a pleasure to welcome Owen Reese to the show for the very first time. Owen is a contributing NFL draft analyst for InsideThePylon.com, and he also covers the Green Bay Packers and Wisconsin Badger football for SBNation.com. It's great to have you on, Owen. How are you doing? I'm doing well. Thanks for having me. You're very welcome. Thank you so much for being on. It was a pleasure meeting you down in Mobile at the Senior Bowl, and we're just two days away from seeing a lot of those guys we saw down there have their dreams come true. Yeah, for sure. It's always a good time down in Mobile and you get to see uh, it's kind of exciting to see some of the guys, um, uh, I guess, for lack of a better term, a few months before they before they start their career, you kind of get to see them grow a little bit. And definitely a a interesting situation for them down there, kind of having all of their quasi job auditions or job interviews. So uh, definitely a good time and interesting concept down there. But um, it'll be definitely be interesting to see if the uh, the guys we thought were good down there, the NFL thinks the same thing. That indeed, my friend. And now let's uh, start this mock draft and the Cleveland Browns are on the clock in round one. All right, John Dorsey, the Cleveland Browns, we have quietly built a pretty talented roster. We've got some pieces on defense. And last year, um, we have some pieces on offense with Josh Gordon coming back and uh, David Njoku from last year's draft and plus the addition of Carlos Side and talents like Duke Johnson, now we have to get our quarterback of the future. And I understand the case for Baker Mayfield here. I'm a big Baker Mayfield fan, but Sam Darnold is the quarterback in this class that has the most healthy combination of a high enough floor and a super high ceiling, plus the intangibles you look for in a quarterback with accuracy, leadership, and that short memory that is required of all quarterbacks in the National Football League. So with the first pick in the 2018 NFL Draft, the Cleveland Browns select Sam Darnold, quarterback, USC. Do you accept or reject that, John Dorsey? Uh, I can go with that. I think Darnold is is the way to go. Uh, regardless of who the Browns would take here, they're going to be sitting behind Tyrod Taylor anyways. That's the reason they brought him in. Uh, so I think it's a good situation for Darnold to sit get another year of pro coaching and, and really continue. He, I know he's talked about shortening his release throughout this process. And so I think he'll continue to mechanically improve over the year. And we don't foresee the season happening this way, but in the event that he would need to play late in the season, then you would have him with some experience sitting and watching uh, before he's thrust into action. So I think Sam Darnold's the right pick here. Yes, and now the New York Giants on the clock, number two. All right, Dave Gettleman, you said you want the second overall pick to be somebody who you could see wearing a gold jacket one day. And there are three candidates here. 
There is uh, Quentin Nelson, a guard for Notre Dame, but guards uh, usually aren't picked this high. There is Bradley Chubb, an edge from North Carolina State. And there is Saquon Barkley, a running back from Penn State. If we really care about supporting Eli Manning during the final two or three years of his career, we think he has uh, two or three years left in the tank, we have to get him a multifaceted weapon on offense that could score any time he touches the ball and will draw coverages away from Odell Beckham when we line him up out wide. And that person is Saquon Barkley. So with the second pick in the 2018 NFL Draft, the New York Giants select Saquon Barkley, running back or multifaceted offensive weapon, Penn State. Yeah, I'm with you here. Uh, I think Barkley is the way to go. While I have my reservations of uh, of selecting a running back with the glaring needs that we have along the offensive line, I think those can be addressed in the second round. And I think that Saquon Barkley, while Quentin Nelson is tempt, very tempting here, I think Saquon Barkley is the way to go. Add that dynamic talent to your offense, uh, and then you can build some of the more supporting cast around it. But like you said, helping Eli Manning as much as possible at this stage in his career is the way to go. And Saquon Barkley really is a special athlete that can be used in a lot of different ways on offense. So I think Barkley is the right pick here. And the New York Jets, the Giants co-tenants at MetLife Stadium are on the clock. All right, Mike McCannon, we gave up three second-round picks, two this year and one next year, to draft our quarterback of the future. The Jets have lacked a true franchise quarterback since Joe Namath. And when you look at the remaining quarterbacks on the board, Baker Mayfield, Josh Rosen, Josh Allen. Josh Allen, we drafted a similar project in Christian Hackenberg a couple years ago. You saw how that worked out. We can't afford to go that way again. And as good as Josh Rosen is, his medical history is scary to us. And Baker Mayfield is an ideal fit for our hybrid offense that combines Air Raid and West Coast. We have the weapons to support him early on. He has that leadership and that moxie and all those intangibles you look for in a quarterback plus his accuracy is very very rare and he plays to win and he is the competitor that we need as the face of our franchise so with the third pick in the 2018 nfl draft the new york jets select baker mayfield quarterback oklahoma uh, i'm actually this is where i'm going to start uh disagreeing i i think we got to take josh rosen uh i think while Baker Mayfield is a, a tireless competitor, and I would never knock him uh, for any lack of, of competitive fire or uh, moxie as a quarterback. This isn't so much an indictment of, of Baker Mayfield, but rather an endorsement of how I feel about Josh Rosen here. Josh Rosen is the best intermediate thrower in the class, uh, and I think that someone um, someone in New York that is – he's not as uh, demonstrative on the field as Baker Mayfield, but someone who is – uh, as intellectually ta- challenging and intriguing to the New York media market. Uh, I think that Rosen's the way to go. He's a little bigger, uh, a little more solid, has some injury history. I'm not concerned about it too much. Uh, and I think that Rosen's the guy that can take this team to the top. I, I have uh, some co- some arm strength concerns with Baker Mayfield throwing in the snow uh, that we're going to play in uh, later in the season and, and hopefully in the playoffs. Uh, and I think that Josh Rosen uh, is the best pick here. He has the, the best mix of what we're looking for. Uh, and I think a little bit higher upside as well than Mayfield. So I think Josh Rosen is going to be our selection here. Very, very uh, healthy rebuttal there, Owen. And now the Cleveland Browns are on the clock again. All right, John Dorsey, we got our quarterback of the future in Sam Darnold. And when looking at the remaining talent on the board, you see a couple blue chippers left. Uh, Bradley Chubb, Denzel Ward, Roquan Smith, Quentin Nelson, and... There are a couple others, maybe Derwin James and Mika Fitzpatrick, but the most important and valuable position after quarterback in a draft is edge rusher. 
And this edge rushing class is very thin after just a couple names, Bradley Chubb and maybe Harold Landry. And as good as Emmanuel Ogba is, we need another body across from Miles Garrett to help rush the passer. So with the fourth pick in the 2018 NFL Draft, the Cleveland Browns select Bradley Chubb, edge rusher, North Carolina State. You accept or reject that, John Dorsey? Uh, I accept that pick. I think that we uh, added a huge piece on offense with the first pick and Sam Darnold, and I think we we keep some balance here, and we add a huge pick uh, at number four with with Bradley Chubb. Uh, you mentioned we do have two starting edge rushers that we are satisfied with. Uh, however, I think the opportunity here to add Chubb uh, something we just can't pass up. Uh, it's nothing against Emmanuel Agba, but why have two good edge rushers when you can have three? So I think Chubb's the best pass rusher in this class. And I think he has the highest floor. I think you see a future with Miles Garrett and Bradley Chubb lining up in in, uh, in nickel rush packages, and I think that's something that makes opposing offensive coordinators sweat. So I think that's the that's the pick here. It's the right pick. Uh, and and like you said, uh, pass rushers, they're if they're good, you got to take them in the first round because the drop off between first and second round edge rushers uh, is pretty stark. So uh, Chubb's the right pick here, and and improves our team the most. Uh, which we're still looking to do coming off a, a winless season. So although we have a more talented roster than our record would indicate, adding as much dynamic talent as we can is the goal, and that's what Bradley Chubb does. He most certainly does, and we have a trade. The Buffalo Bills have traded up to the fifth spot with the Denver Broncos, and they are now on the clock. All right, Brandon Bean, we didn't accumulate all these assets in the past year to sit tight at twelve. We needed to move up and get our quarterback because the Arizona Cardinals and other teams were are pushing us, and we just had to uh, outbid them here to get our quarterback of the future. Baker Mayfield, he is a very, very good talent, but we need somebody with the arm strength that could weather any storm in Buffalo, and we play in a lot of inclement weather. And Coach McDermott spent years around a quarterback with accuracy problems named Cam Newton. And he saw how the Panthers decided to mitigate those problems by designing a scheme around him. We can design a very similar scheme around Josh Allen. Yes, uh, we're going to sit him one year or two to make sure he gets refined. But once he's ready, we'll have a system in place for him and a supporting cast around him on both sides of the ball so he doesn't have to play too much hero ball and, and he could make the plays needed when we need him to in any circumstance. So with a fifth pick in the 2018 NFL Draft, the Buffalo Bills select Josh Allen, quarterback, Wyoming. I agree with that. I think for the, some of the same reasons I expressed earlier with selecting Josh Rosen, uh, why the Jets selected Josh Rosen over Baker Mayfield, I think the same concerns can be had here. Uh, Mayfield, a an incredible competitor, but a somewhat middle-of-the-road physical talent. And while that's not uh, what you base your entire quarterback selection process on, I think Josh Allen has the tools. And, and like you said, the plan is not to uh, throw him to the wolves immediately. And that would be a uh, that'd be a formula for disaster for, for all parties involved. So uh, I think Allen presents some higher upside. He has a rocket arm, uh, like you said, throwing through the snow in Buffalo. And I think with some of the pieces around him, like LaShawn McCoy, uh, and and with uh, Calvin Benjamin, some some familiarity with the Panthers style, I think that helps. And and I think that Josh Allen will look to be the quarterback of the future, the next Jim Kelly for the Buffalo Bills, a role they really haven't had since Kelly departed. We have agreed on four of our first five picks, and now the Indianapolis Colts are on the clock. All right, Chris Ballard, you were previously earlier in your career a road scout for the Chicago Bears in the 2000s all the way up to 2012. The Chicago Bears were a team 
that pride themselves on the linebacker position with Brian Urlacher, who's going to the Hall of Fame this year, and Lance Briggs, who you also think deserves to be in the Hall of Fame eventually. One of our biggest crying needs is on the defensive side of the ball. It's the linebacker position. And Roquan Smith is that rare talent and rare leader that you want as the anchor of your defense for the next decade. So, with the sixth pick in the 2018 NFL Draft, the Indianapolis Colts select Chris Ballard's Brian Urlacher, Roquan Smith, linebacker from Georgia. Accept or reject that, Chris Ballard? I think we're going to reject that. Uh, as tempting as that is, and it's tough, tough to argue uh, tough to argue the logic. I think that for the time being, uh, your team still comes and goes by what Andrew Luck is going to be able to do. And while there's still some uncertainty as to his shoulder and, and what's going to come of that situation, I think you get an opportunity to give him some protection, something he's struggled with during his career. And, and you give him the best offensive lineman in this draft. You give him Quentin Nelson as a way to mitigate the worst thing that can happen to a quarterback is pressure immediately in his face. And Quentin Nelson can be that guy that can block. Uh, you can block the Indominus Sues and block the Aaron Donalds and Geno Atkins block uh, Malik Jackson. Like you'll see in Jacksonville block Jarrell Casey. Like you see in Tennessee, I think he's the way to go here. You still have to, until Andrew Luck's gone, we're going to move forward with him as our franchise and as our, our quarter or cornerstone. So um, I think Quentin Nelson, uh, it's a, it's a good value here at six. And I think that he's, the most beneficial piece that we can add on offense right now to our offense. Uh, so while it's very hard for me to argue Roquan Smith, I think we're going with Quentin Nelson, and I think that's going to be the best move for our team moving forward. In reality, I wouldn't be surprised if Quentin Nelson is actually the pick at number six, although the Colts do love Roquan Smith. And the Tampa Bay Buccaneers on the clock, and we have our first conflict of the night. I had the Tampa Bay Buccaneers taking Quentin Nelson at seven, but Quentin Nelson is off the board. So with Quentin Nelson off the board, Jason Light, it's your turn to make a decision. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers uh, are a team that's been prided for a long time uh, on defensive excellence. And unfortunately, uh, since Tony Dungy left our, our team in the mid to early 2000s, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers defense, which was once among the most feared units in the NFL, uh, has been a bit of a laughingstock. And, and I think it's time we start to change that. We have guys like Gerald McCoy and we have linebackers like Quan Alexander and Levante David. It's time we start to add some of those menacing pieces to the secondary. We have a guy who's now the general manager of the San Francisco 49ers uh, named John Lynch, who was a fearsome hitter and an excellent defensive back uh, and, and a Hall of Fame caliber player. And that's something that we're going to look to replicate. So uh, with the seventh pick in the 2018 NFL draft, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers select Derwin James, the safety out of Florida State. He's a big athletic kid. He's an imposing hitter, and he has coverage versatility. And I think you get some fan popularity with staying home with the home state kid, uh, and you get some much-needed dynamic athleticism in the back end of your defense in Tampa Bay. Derwin James is Owens' pick at seven for the Buccaneers. And with the eighth pick, we have another trade. The Bears trade down in order to recoup some assets from the Mitchell Trubisky trade. And the Miami Dolphins are now on the clock. Adam Gase, Josh Rosen was my pick here, but since Josh Rosen is off Owens' board, I'm going to pivot here. Adam Gase, Ryan Tannehill is still our starting quarterback for the time being, but all the guaranteed money on his contract is up. He's 30 years old, coming off of multiple knee injuries, and he hasn't really panned out the way we'd hoped at this spot in 2012. So the quarterback you really love is still on the board. It's Baker Mayfield, and yes, Baker Mayfield, the uh, 
is scheme dependent and has some questions about arm strength and throwing it into tight windows and stuff, but he's the quarterback you really loved, and we moved up to get him. So with the eighth pick in the 2018 NFL Draft, the Miami Dolphins select Baker Mayfield, quarterback Oklahoma. I'm with that. I think Baker Mayfield's an excellent selection here. Uh, he's a good, good culture changer. I think in Miami, a team that really lacks an identity right now, got rid of some of their better players. Uh, it released Ndamukong Sue, released Jay Ajayi during the season last year, or traded him to the Eagles, excuse me. Uh, we're looking, I think, a bit for some identity. And while uh, definitely a team where still needs some defensive help, uh, I think it all starts with the quarterback. And and this is not that Ryan Tannehill has been nothing but a professional for our organization. And and it's unfortunate that uh, that his injury last year is essentially going to end up costing him his job here. But I think with the eighth pick taking Baker Mayfield, you've got your quarterback of the future. You've got a team, like I said, Miami is a confident and an arrogant in a good way city. And I think that a quarterback that can personify that uh, is something that can change the culture in Miami and, and cultivate a, a winning culture and a, and a winning environment. And I think that's what we're going to get uh, with Baker Mayfield here with the eighth pick. You most certainly are. And the San Francisco 49ers are on the clock. I had Derwin James to the 49ers in my mock, but since Derwin James has gone to the Bucks in Owens mock, I'm going to pivot again. All right, John Lynch. Reuben Foster is looking at 11 years in prison if he's found guilty. We need another linebacker to either take his place and or mentor him should he, should the charges be dropped. And Roquan Smith, the best linebacker in this draft, a generational potential Hall of Fame talent there, I said, is in our laps. He is a spinning image of Patrick Willis. So the best case scenario, we get a full-time replacement and an immediate upgrade in terms of leadership from Reuben Foster with Roquat Smith. Actually, that's the worst case scenario. The best case scenario is we get a dynamic duo with Roquat Smith and Reuben Foster for the next 10 years that'll make 49ers fans forget about the Navarro Bowman, Patrick Willis days. So with the ninth pick in the 2018 NFL draft, the San Francisco 49ers select Roquan Smith, linebacker from Georgia. Again, I'm going to reject that. It's going to seem like I, I don't like Roquan Smith. Uh, that's not the case. But uh, with the ninth pick, the, the San Francisco 49ers are going to select Denzel Ward, uh, the top cornerback, in our opinion, in this draft. Uh, the last three first-round picks, the 49ers have selected defensive linemen uh, with Eric Armstead, DeForest Buckner, and Solomon Thomas. And while Roquan Smith, again, it's tough to argue if that was the scenario, it would be tough to complain. But I think someone like Denzel Ward, uh, a little more lockdown ability in the back end, I think that allows our uh, defensive line to thrive. And I think that anything we can do uh, to to help mitigate the responsibility of the defensive line in, in order to benefit the secondary, we can do that. Uh, so adding a, a, gen, uh, a dynamic athlete, one of the top athletes at the Combine in Denzel Ward, it's something that's paramount uh, to us, and we're able to benefit, like I said, the last three first-round picks we've had. I agree the uh, the possible uncertainty surrounding Reuben Foster is a bit disconcerting, but I think overall Denzel Ward is the right move to make here uh, and, and is the, uh, the best move moving forward for this franchise. We have another trade. The Oakland Raiders have moved down four spots, and your Green Bay Packers are on the clock going, all right, Brian Gutekunst. In a division with Kirk Cousins... Mitchell Trubisky and Matthew Stafford, we need to get after the quarterback. And pretty much our pass rush on the edge only consists of Clay Matthews, who's 32 years old and well past his prime, and Nick Perry, who can't stay out of the infirmary. And we traded up here 
to beat the Bears because the Bears are interested in this guy, and we're going to take him away from them. And that is Harold Landry, who is arguably the second-best edge rush prospect in this draft behind only Bradley Chubb, and he will be an immediate contributor on passing downs for us. So with the 10th pick in the 2018 NFL Draft, the Green Bay Packers select Harold Landry, edge rusher, Boston College. I'm going to reject that, and, and here's why, okay? So if you look at if you look at the Packers edge rushers, okay, you've got Clay Matthews, Nick Perry. You got a fourth-round pick last year in Vince Beagle, uh, who you, you like a lot, you have high hopes for. You took him with the first pick in day three. And you've still got a former third round pick in Kyler Fackrell, who uh, has been uh, disappointing to say the least. But if he's your fourth edge rusher, we're okay with that. We feel better with Kyler Fackrell as our fourth edge rusher than with who we have currently as our fourth cornerback, who's a former undrafted player named Lindsey Pipkins. Someone like Minka Fitzpatrick, who provides incredible versatility in the back half of the defense. He can play slot corner. He can play safety. You can have him out, line up outside if you need, uh, but a, an excellent blitzer and an excellent chaos creator around the line of scrimmage is, in my opinion, the best way to go here. It adds a lot of versatility to Mike Patton's defense. Uh, and while Harold Landry is my 1B selection here with 1A still available, the Green Bay Packers select Minka Fitzpatrick, defensive back from Alabama. The Chicago Bears are now on the clock at 11 with Mika Fitzpatrick gone to the Packers in Owens mock. I had Denzel Ward mocked to the Bears at 11, but you already have him mocked to the 49ers. And still available on your board, the Bears have two good options here. They could take Harold Landry to give their pass rush on the edge a much-needed boost, and they they need to get after the quarterback in the NFC North, as I just alluded to. Or they have Roquan Smith staring them in the face. Roquan Smith as the successor to Erlocker, Singletary, and Butkus, that's going to be very tempting. What do you think, Ryan Pace? Well, uh, we, we held our breaths for a second. Uh, our, our division rival, Green Bay, jumped up in front of us, who we thought to take Harold Landry, which is the edge rusher that we covet. Uh, and uh, fortunately for us, they did not take Harold Landry. They took Mika Fitzpatrick, who's a very talented player, uh, someone we held in very high regard. But uh, with this selection, in order to continue to to supplement our pass rush and help our defensive coordinator, Vic Fangio, continue to make this defense as, as effective as possible and as disruptive as possible, the Chicago Bears at pick 11 select Harold Landry, edge rusher out of Boston College. We have our biggest conflict of the night as a result. The Denver Broncos uh, were scheduled to pick at 12. I had them trading back with the Patriots, but in real life, if Roquan Smith is still here at 12, the Broncos would probably stay put and take him. But in this case, we have to stay with the Patriots due to the rules of this mock. Uh, just letting you listeners know about uh, potential scenarios that could unfold in reality on Thursday night. But the Patriots are on the clock. The Broncos decided to trade down again because they want to accumulate more assets to help with their overhaul of the roster. So the Patriots are now on the clock. All right, Bill Belichick. This is Josh McDaniels here. Lamar Jackson is a very special talent. He's a much better pocket passer than given credit for. We can eventually mold him into a Steve Young-type talent. I know I can. Did a good job uh, planning for Jacoby Brissett, and we've had our eyes on mobile quarterbacks in recent years. Baker Mayfield was one of our targets in moving up, along with Josh Rosa, but I love Lamar Jackson, too. Lamar, if we sit him a year or two behind Tom Brady and then let him take the reins of our franchise, we won't miss a beat. Lamar Jackson... 
I can't believe he's being slept on in this quarterback class. They say the big four quarterbacks. How about the big five? We get the fifth biggest quarterback in this first round with Lamar Jackson. So with the 12th pick in the 2018 NFL Draft, the New England Patriots select Lamar Jackson quarterback, Louisville. Well, Josh, while I I very much agree that we need help at the quarterback position for the future, uh, as of right now, we still have possibly the greatest quarterback to ever play football. And if you, in case you forgot, uh, we lost both of our starting tackles this offseason. We lost Nate Solder, who went to New York, uh, and we also lost Cameron Fleming, uh, who went to the Dallas Cowboys. With this pick, we need to get a starting level offensive tackle. Uh, and while we don't like drafting for need, uh, the need is so severe uh, that we will uh, we need to pull the trigger here. Uh, and we think quite a bit of this guy. So with the 12th pick in the 2018 NFL draft, the New England Patriots select Mike McGlinchey, offensive tackle from Notre Dame. Mike McGlinchey to the Patriots at 12, although you don't trade up that high for a tackle. But uh, this is Owens' mock. We give him Mike McGlinchey at 12. The Washington Redskins are now on the clock. All right, Doug Williams, look at our defense, especially our front seven. We had the most pathetic front seven in the National Football League last year. We were... Uh, dead last or second to last against the run, and we ranked a 29th in Pro Football Outsiders a DVOA in terms of run defense. And we have a big, big, big man on his way to help us here. He's 345 pounds, but he plays much quicker than that. And he, despite being from Washington, he is not Danny Shelton 2.0. He is Haloti Nana 2.0. And we need a figure like that on our defensive line to go along with Jonathan Allen that will immediately upgrade our defense dramatically this year. So with the 13th pick in the 2018 NFL Draft, the Washington Redskins select Vitavea, defensive tackle, Washington. Uh, I'm going to disagree with you here. Uh, while I agree, Vitavea is a a very intriguing prospect here, and and would probably be again in a a one B scenario. We traded for or we signed Josh Norman a couple of years ago, and he was released from Carolina due to them thinking that he was possibly aging and getting to his older part of his career, uh, and and was a bit strapped um, with his scheme dependency on on a heavy zone scheme. Uh, and I think here we have an opportunity. That we can improve our defense uh, and and get an heir apparent to Josh Norman for the future, but for right now can be a supplement to Quentin Dunbar along with Norman. And with, because of that, at the 13th pick, the Washington Redskins are going to select a former wide receiver, Josh Jackson, a cornerback from Iowa, a turnover-creating machine, uh, and, and a plus athlete at the cornerback position. And, and that's something uh, – with Odell Beckham in the division and with Carson Wentz and, and Dak Prescott as well in the division, we need as much pass defense as possible. So while I agree that Vita Vea would be intriguing, it's not the direction we go here. Very interesting take there, Owen. And now the Oakland Raiders are on the clock. All right, Reggie McKenzie, you traded down four spots and you have to be cheesing. I picked Mike McGlinchey in my mock for the record, but as far as Owen's mock is concerned, a linebacker that with the sideline to sideline speed they have lacked for so long is still available and you trade on four spots and accumulate more picks and you still can get him here. What do you think, Reggie McKenzie? Yeah, this really worked out pretty well for us. Uh, it's about as, as good of a situation as we could get. We traded down with, uh, with our old pals in green Bay uh, and they passed on this kid and we needed linebacker help in the worst way for quite a while. Uh, we get a chance here to help Bruce Irvin. We get a chance here to help Khalil Mack. Uh, and some of the other pieces we've been able to 
to acquire. We, we went secondary in the first two rounds a year ago. Uh, so it's time we address that linebacker position with the 14th pick in the 2018 NFL draft. Finally off the board comes Roquan Smith, a linebacker out of Georgia, a difference maker in the black and silver uh, and someone that we think can be a pro bowl player for years to come. And that takes us to pick 15. We have another trade. The Dallas Cowboys have moved up. All right, Jerry Jones and Stephen Jones. We had to leapfrog the Ravens because they are a wide receiver needy team just like us. They have their eyes on this guy, and we got up one spot in front of them to nab him. He is Cortland Sutton, a wide receiver from SMU. He is that big-bodied receiver that would immediately slide into Des Bryant's role. And he's not as fast as Des Bryant, but he has stunning short area quickness for a man of his height. And he is very similar to Alshon Jeffrey of our division rivals, the Philadelphia Eagles. And he would be a a tremendous help to Dak Prescott as he continues his development. So with the 15th pick in the 2018 NFL draft, the Dallas Cowboys select Cortland Sutton, wide receiver, SMU. Um, We're going to disagree here. Uh, I think there's a little bit better uh, depth at the wide receiver position than it's getting credit for in this class. And and I think that Cortland Sutton, uh, despite some of his more appealing traits like his size and and some of his raw ability as a receiver that uh, could probably still be tapped into. I think that we would be able to get someone fairly similar uh, later in the, in the draft. I think a 15 would be, or 16, excuse me, 15. Wow. 15 would be a bit rich uh, uh, for Cortland Sutton. So uh, I think we look to address the defense here. Our defense has been an issue for a few years. We've got Dak Prescott. We have Zeke Elliott. Uh, we, we have Jason Witten and we have one of the best offensive lines in the NFL. We need help at linebacker. We have a former second round pick who's still playing with drop foot, although incredibly uh, he's still there at linebacker. Sean Lee is, is one of the, among the best linebackers in the league, but again, is, is struggles to stay healthy on a year to year basis. Uh, and we let Anthony Hitchens test free agency and, and he got the bag from the Kansas city Chiefs. So in my opinion, we need to go linebacker here. Uh, we get a incredible prospect at number 15, the Dallas Cowboys select 19-year-old linebacker Tremaine Edmonds from Virginia Tech, a, a six-foot-five, three or 250-pound athlete who runs in the four fives, and his best football is ahead of him. He's only 19 years old. Tremaine Edmonds to the Cowboys, and the Baltimore Ravens are on the clock. Ozzy, I had Mika Fitzpatrick going to you until Owen made him go to the Packers six spots earlier. So what do we do here, Ozzy Newsom? Do we take another? Alabama Crimson Tide member in your final draft as Ravens GM. There are two Crimson Tide members still left on the board. Deron Payne, the defensive tackle, or Calvin Ridley, the wide receiver. What would you do, Ozzie Newsom, in your final draft as Ravens general manager? You know me. I do like to take my Alabama players. Uh, unfortunately, like you said, Mink is now off the board, uh, and we have a chance here. We've, we've gone out and we've targeted some free agents uh, at the wide receiver position, some uh, aging players uh, who are hoping we can revive and, and get some more production out of uh, as we as we move forward this year, but we still need some youth. Brashad Perriman uh, was a home run swing that that ended up being a foul ball, uh, and, and he's going to struggle to maybe make the roster this year. Um, the Cowboys just passed on him. We think we have a chance uh, with a big play receiver here that we haven't had in quite a while, a big body. Uh, and with the 16th pick, the Baltimore Ravens are going to select wide receiver Cortland Sutton out of Southern Methodist University. Portland Sutton to the Ravens at 16 in Owens mock. The Los Angeles Chargers are now on the clock. Tom Telesco, I had Tremaine Edmonds falling all the way here to you in my mock, but Owen took him two spots earlier 
and he's going to the Cowboys. Uh, we still could use some help up the middle in our defense. Uh, our run defense is still suspect. We need to get Joey Bosa and Melvin Ingram some help. Vitavea is still on the board. We could use a guy like Deron Payne, or we could take our quarterback of the future who's still on the board from Owen here. What do you do, Tom Telesco? Yeah, this is, this is I think, a pretty slam dunk pick for us. Uh, we expected him to go to the Redskins at 13, and they passed on him. Uh, like you said, we have uh, two top four, three pass rushers. Uh, we've got some of the best secondary play right now in the league. And, and with like guys like Jatavis Brown uh, and, and Josh Perry developing and Denzel Perriman behind the defensive line, we need a difference maker up the middle. Uh, and, and right now uh, there's one guy in our mind that really stands out. Uh, so with the 17th pick in the 2018 NFL draft, San Diego, like, excuse me, the Los <laughs> Angeles chargers, the Los Angeles chargers select Vita Vea, nose tackle from Washington. He's 6'4", 345 pounds, uh, an incredible athlete for a man his size with brute strength and with the ability to demand a double team up the middle, which is something that this franchise hasn't had since Jamal Williams, the former nose tackle back uh, in the early 2000s. So uh, really make offensive lines work, uh, and, and you can't double team all three guys on our defensive front in these pass rush packages. That would be a tremendous addition for the Chargers as well as Tremaine Edmonds. And now we have another trade. The Seattle Seahawks, as they always do, they move down. And the Atlanta Falcons have moved up to the 18th spot because the Cardinals are winning at 19. And the Cardinals really love this guy as well. All right, Thomas Dimitrov and Scott Pioli. Coach Dan Quinn here. When you look at our defensive front seven, we lost Antari Poe in free agency to the Carolina Panthers. And... Grady, Grady Jarrett, as freakishly talented as he is, he's coming out of contract after this year, and it might be very hard to keep him with our current cap situation. We need another penetrator on the interior of our defensive line, and I really love this guy, Taven Bryan, defensive tackle for Florida. Yes, he is raw, but we can coach him up. We have the staff to do it. He could be that interior disruptor that we need on our team for the next five years. That could be a very key part of our defense. So with the 18th pick in the 2018 NFL draft, the Atlanta Falcons select Taven Bryan, defensive tackle, Florida. You're not going to get any argument from me. Uh, I think that Taven Bryan probably isn't the 18th best football player in this draft, um, but he's an incredible athlete at the three technique position, uh, a spot where we currently have Grady Jarrett uh, and can uh, allow Taven Bryan to grow uh, while playing in, in a limited capacity. Uh, he's an incredible athlete and um, a, a big-time potential disruptor in the middle of our defense. Again, a very fast, aggressive defense that we employ here in Atlanta. And, and Taven Bryan uh, gives us another big, fast individual uh, who's able to to get after quarterbacks in a division with Cam Newton, Jameis Winston, and Drew Brees. That's always a very important thing. So I agree. Uh, at 18, we take Taven Bryan, and we're very happy adding some much-needed talent to our defensive line. We finally agree on our first pick in a while. Taven Bryan going to the Atlanta Falcons in 18. The Arizona Cardinals are now on the clock. And the Cardinals, uh, I had them taking Connor Williams in this in my mock to uh, solve their woes at right tackle after they traded away Jared Valdir. But when you look at the Cardinals, look at their quarterbacks. They have Sam Bradford, who has no knees, dare I say. And you got Mike Glennon, who is the ultimate jag just a guy that that means and Lamar Jackson is still on the board and Steve time Steve Wilkes if you love Lamar Jackson do you take him here or do you solve the right tackle problem and protect Sam Bradford with Connor Williams well I agree we do need to address the offensive line 
considering, uh, like you said, we signed Sam Bradford, who does have some uh, a pretty significant history of injuries. We only signed Sam Bradford to a one-year contract. And, and as you mentioned, Mike Glennon doesn't keep us or shouldn't keep us from looking towards the future of our franchise uh, and getting a much-needed quarterback of the future long-term. Uh, and that's someone that we look to take here. Uh, we're, we're very happy. We're thrilled he's still on the board. He presents a ton of threats to a defense, whether it's with his arm or his dynamic running ability. With the 19th pick in the 2018 NFL Draft, the Arizona Cardinals select Lamar Jackson, quarterback of the future in Arizona. And that means the Detroit Lions are on the clock at 20. All right, Bob Quinn. The Detroit Lions, we have not had a 1,000-yard rusher since Reggie Bush in 2013. Matt Patricia wants immediate impact guys. Marcus Davenport is a potential option here, but he is too raw, and we do not want to take a chance on a project this early. But we have a freakishly talented running back that some people in the league believe is better than Saquon Barkley. He is LSU's Darius Geis, and we put him in. He gives the offense a multifaceted weapon uh, to take pressure off of Matthew Stafford, and he will easily give us our first 1,000-yard rusher since 2013. So with the 20th pick in the 2018 NFL Draft, the Detroit Lions select Darius Geis, running back, LSU. You make some pretty good points, uh, and I agree that the running game has been woeful uh, in the past, and that's something that we need to address. But we really like this class of running backs. We think it's an extremely deep class, and I think you can get guys in the second or third round uh, that won't be a huge drop-off from Darius Geis, who I agree is a phenomenal talent. Uh, So we went, we took a big home run swing for the fences a few years ago at defensive end, and it's worked out. Uh, but he's currently on a franchise tag, and we have to be prepared to face a future without Ziggy Ansah in the case that we're not able to extend him. Uh, so rather than depend on guys like Cornelius Washington and, and even Anthony Zettel, who played much better than we expected a year ago, uh, with the 20th pick, the Detroit Lions shore up the edge selection, or edge depth at the position and, and have a potential star in the making with Marcus Davenport, pass rusher out of Texas San Antonio. Um, one of those two guys will will probably be the pick at 20, I can tell you that. And now the Cincinnati Bengals are on the clock at 21. All right, Marvin Lewis, offensive line is still the biggest weak spot on our team. There is no tackle worth taking here, and we got Cordy Glenn in free agency, which will allow us to move away heat to right tackle or keep Jake Fisher there. And when you look at our interior of our line, uh, Russell Boldine, who was a big bust, he's gone. And Kevin Zeitler, we sorely missed him last year at right guard and now we have a guy who could slide into either of those two places to replace either Russell Boldine or dare I say Kevin Zeitler at right guard and he's a guy that fits our zone blocking system to a T and that is James Daniels of Iowa he would provide an immediate upgrade to our offensive line over the center or right guard positions from last year so with the 21st pick in the 2018 NFL draft the Cincinnati Bengals select James Daniels center guard from Iowa I agree with you. Uh, I think James Daniels is one of the top interior linemen in this class. Uh, and the center has been uh, a big time need for us uh, over the past few years. You're right. Russell Bodine uh, continue. We continually expected him to improve. And, and unfortunately for him, uh, he never really did. Um, so we've moved on from Bodine and, and we're looking for our center of the future. Um, someone to pair with Andy Dalton, who we think um, can take us to where we need to be. And with James Daniels, Uh, An Iowa coached offensive lineman, you rarely have to question their work ethic or their fundamental and technically sound. uh, And and that's where we look here. So James Daniels, a very good athlete at center uh, to to head our zone blocking scheme and and really 
block some of the phenomenal linebackers that we have to face in this division and CJ Mosley and Ryan Shazier uh, and Jamie Collins. So very happy to take James Daniels here at 21. And the Denver Broncos are on the clock at 22 with the first of three first round picks. They got pick 12 and 22 as a result of a trade down with Buffalo and they traded pick 12 to New England and they got the Patriots 23rd and 31st overall picks in return. So the Broncos are on the clock for two straight picks. All right, John Elway, when you look at our linebacker position, it is murky. Brandon Marshall, this could be his last year in Denver. We might part ways with him uh, after this year if his injury problems persist. And Todd Davis is just a two-down thumper. We need a three-down linebacker that we've been missing in Denver probably since the days of Smoke Dog Al Wilson. And we found a guy in our neck of the woods at Boise State. We love picky players from Boise State. We've had success with them with Ryan Clady and recently with Matt Paradis. And this guy is tailor-made to be a Bronco in Denver as well as in Boise, Idaho. And he is Leeton Vanderesh, the linebacker who has drawn some Brian Urlacher comparisons from some teams picking ahead of us. And he could be that three-down monster at linebacker that we've needed for so long. So with the 22nd pick in the 2018 NFL Draft, the Denver Broncos select Leeton Vanderesh, linebacker from Boise State. Well, you make some good points here. Uh, we like Vanderesh quite a bit. Uh, he's a big, athletic kid who can play linebacker and stay in on third downs. Um, unfortunately, I don't think that's where we need to go here. Uh, we have Case Keenum. We signed Case Keenum to be a quarterback. Even if in the short term, uh, we have him and we need to give him some help. Demarius Thomas and Emmanuel Sanders are both on the wrong side of 30 uh, and a guy that we really like a big time run after the catch threat is still available here. We didn't think he would be. So at the 22nd pick in the 2018 NFL draft, the, the Denver Broncos get their third receiver and they get DJ Moore, a wide receiver from Maryland who can really put some stress on secondaries to having to tackle after the catch. That would be a very good choice for the Broncos as well, and they're on the clock again at 23. All right, we've given Case Keenum some help in the receiving game, and now we give him some help up front for the offensive line. The right guard position is a re was a revolving door for us last year. We went Max Garcia, Alan Barber, Connor McGovern, but this guy falls right into our laps, and he played for Sean Kugler at UTEP, who was his head coach at UTEP. I'm talking about Will Hernandez. Will Hernandez would stabilize that right guard position for, dare I say, 8 to 10 years plus, and he is that bully that we covet up front. So with the 23rd pick in the 2018 NFL Draft, the Denver Broncos select Will Hernandez, guard from UTEP, reuniting him with Sean Kugler in the Mile High City. I'm with you. I I'm all for this. Uh, I'd love to take Will Hernandez here. Uh, we need we need some butt kickers up front uh, and, and someone that can really impose their will on some of the big big good defensive linemen that we're that I have to face in our own division. Uh, and Will Hernandez, like you said, reuniting him with his college head coach uh, to me leads to nothing but good things. He reminds me a lot of Mike Ayupati with a little bit more ability as a pass protector. So more than happy to have uh, to add Will Hernandez to the Broncos uh, here at pick number twenty three. Finally, we agree on another pick. And now the Carolina Panthers are on the clock. I had them picking DJ Moore, but you had the Broncos swooping him up two picks earlier. The Panthers still need help at wide receiver. Is this the place for Calvin Ridley, Marty Herney? <clears throat> While it could be, uh, I think we have some other issues uh, on defense. So, like you said, we, we, play, we play Matt Ryan, Jameis Winston, and Drew Brees in our division. Uh, possibly the best, most quarterback-heavy division in football. Uh, and we we cut Kurt Coleman this year, a longtime uh, player for us at safety. And uh, we need some 
we need some help in the secondary. And, and with with that, we're able to find a very athletic kid here, uh, a kid out of Stanford, extremely smart, has a brother in the NFL, uh, but we like him as a two deep player. Uh, he's a big hitter, and he's probably the most modern NFL safety ready player uh, in this class. So with the 24th pick, we're happy to announce the Carolina Panthers add Justin Reed, safety out of Stanford, to the defense. That wouldn't surprise me either. And now moving on to the 25th pick, the Tennessee Titans are on the clock. All right, John Robinson, we need to address our pass rush. I gave you Marcus Davenport, but Owen took him away at pick 20 to the Lions. So what do we do here, John Robinson? Uh, we look for a player that was used pretty pretty significantly out of position a year ago. Uh, he was a former high school super recruit uh, who is a phenomenal pass rusher when allowed to be. Uh, the Unfortunately, due to some needs on the defense uh, that he played for in college, they uh, didn't really allow him to do that and asked him to play uh, a more important position for the defense that um, asked him to be uh, a sacrificial player. They asked him to do uh, sacrifice some individual success and individual statistics uh, for the betterment of the team. However, we'd like him uh, to be in that defined role, to be that big time pass rusher and and to add uh, to our depth, getting after the quarterbacks in our division uh, and, and really doing a good job against the run as well. So with the 25th pick, the Tennessee Titans select Josh Sweat, edge defender out of Florida State, uh, who we think that will be a better player in the NFL than he was in Tallahassee. Yes, and if his medicals check out fine, he could very well go in this part of the first round. The Seattle Seahawks are now on the clock. All right, John Schneider. We have to protect our franchise in Russell Wilson. We have to make Russell Wilson happy here with this pick that we have here. We got some day two picks from the Falcons, so we don't have to move down anymore. And if we move down again, this guy is going to be gone. We have to protect Russell Wilson. If you look at our offensive line, it is an absolute mess. It's a disgrace. We have to clean it up from the Tom Cable days, which are over. And we bring a guy who could be a tackle or a guard for us here and who fits our athletic profile. And that is Isaiah Wynn from Georgia. So with the 26th pick in the 2018 NFL draft, the Seattle Seahawks select Isaiah Wynn, guard or tackle from Georgia. I won't argue with you here. Uh, the, the Seahawks need as much uh, offensive line talent as they can get on rookie contracts. Uh, and that's something that Isaiah Wynn gives us. Uh, he gives us some positional versatility. He's a butt kicker in the run game. He can play guard and tackle. I think he could play in a man scheme if he needed, but he's going to be excellent in our zone blocking scheme as well. Uh, and, and a guy who's just as versed uh, in pass protection, <coughs> uh, despite his height, as he is as a run blocker. So I'm very much have very happy to uh, to add Isaiah Wynn uh, to our to our football team uh, and, and kind of get that identity back on the offensive line. Most definitely. And now the New Orleans Saints are on the clock. And with uh, all the first round caliber quarterbacks now off the board, uh, we have to look to our roster needs as of today and tomorrow. When you look at our interior offensive line, Mickey Loomis, Max Unger is 32 years old and has an extensive injury history. And Larry Warford is 31 years old. We have two promising young tackles in uh, Ryan Ramchick and Teron Armstead. But we need to get more depth of the interior offensive line along with Andrew Speed to take over for Larry Warford and Max Hunger, who we might uh, be willing to say goodbye to next year to free up some much-needed cap space. And a guy who's been rising up draft boards in recent weeks is Frank Ragnow. Frank could either replace Max 
or he could replace Larry Warford, and he would be a staple on the interior of our, of our offensive line for the next 8 to 10 years. So with the 27th pick in the 2018 NFL Draft, the New Orleans Saints select Frank Ragnow, center guard from Arkansas. Uh, while I agree, we do need help on the inside of the offensive line, and, and I agree that Frank Ragnow would be a good pick in this selection. I see an opportunity for us to continue to improve on this young and hungry defense. We lost Elvin Bro uh, out of the secondary, and we have a chance to replace him here with a a healthier player and probably an upgrade talent-wise as well. Uh, and as we've mentioned, uh, this division facing Matt Ryan, Cam Newton, and Jameis Winston six times a year past past defense is of paramount. And with this pick, the 27th pick, the Saints for the second year in a row select a cornerback. They select Jair Alexander, cornerback out of Louisville at 27. Put him in next to Marshawn Lattimore, and you've got your starting corner combination for the next eight years. That could be stealing at 27 if the Saints get Jair Alexander. The Pittsburgh Steelers are now on the clock. Uh, Kevin Colbert, Ryan Chazier might never play football again. We need to find his potential replacement right now and right here. And Leighton Vanderesh, a guy who we covered greatly, is still on the board. But also Rashad Evans from Alabama could be appealing. Both of these guys play like Pittsburgh Steelers. What do you think, Kevin Colbert? I agree. I, I like Rashad Evans quite a bit. Uh, unfortunately for him, he's struggled to stay healthy uh, since the Bama season was done. And we don't have much for testing numbers on on Rashad Evans. So we took Jarvis Jones in the first round in 2013, and th that really blew up in our face. And since uh, we've really made it an emphasis to become more athletic at linebacker and on defense as a whole. And we took TJ Watt last year and we took uh, Bud Dupree the year before. Uh, and while Dupree uh, hasn't quite been everything we expected, he's another dynamic athlete, a big time prolific athlete at the linebacker and edge rusher position. Uh, and that's what we look to add here again. So um, we were happy that Denver didn't take him. We thought he would take him at 22. Uh, we're very happy to announce that with the 28th pick in the 2018 NFL draft, the Pittsburgh Steelers add to that steel curtain defense and select Leighton Vander Esch, the linebacker out of Boise state. The Steelers would be very happy if he fell that far. I personally don't think he'll fall that far, but if he does, the Steelers would sprint all the way from Pittsburgh to Dallas to the podium to get his name announced. And now the Jacksonville Jaguars are on the clock. All right, grandpa Coughlin. We lost Aaron Colvin in free agency. He was an underrated part of our defense. I had us replacing him with Jair Alexander here, but Owen made him go two spots earlier to the Saints. But right now I'm thinking, Grandpa Coughlin, if you like to play old school football, we need to keep building our team in that image. In the offseason, we signed Andrew Norwell to a record-breaking contract. In order to make our offense keep going the way it is, we have to keep the ball out of Blake Bortles' hands as much as possible and the ball in Leonard Fournette's hands as much as possible. And to help us do that, it would help us getting a, a third stud on the interior offensive line to go with Andrew Norwell and Brandon Linder. And Frank Ragnow is still on the board. Uh, he has been rising up draft boards. He can immediately slide into that other guard spot and give us the punishing ground game we need to have. So with the 29th pick in the 2018 NFL Draft, the Jacksonville Jaguars select Frank Ragnow, center guard from Arkansas. What do you think, Grandpa Coughlin? You like that idea? I like it an awful lot. Um, I don't like it quite as much as mine, though. Uh, I think that uh, the, the, we let go of Mercedes Lewis this offseason, a longtime tight end. And though we signed Austin Safarian Jenkins, uh, he's much more of a Band-Aid at this stage than he is uh, a long-term option. 
so I think what we can do here, some people have concern over his, this prospect's age. Uh, I, I don't see the issue. Uh, at the end of his second contract, he'd be 33 years old, 34 years old. Uh, not a huge concern for us. So with the 29th pick, we add a tight end who is able to contribute in the run game as well as in the pass game. Uh, and, he, and he's uh, being a little older and a little more mature, able to more quickly pick up our playbook uh, and, and assimilate to the culture we have here in Jacksonville. So at 29, we select tight end Hayden Hurst out of South Carolina. Hayden Hurst to the Jaguars at 29, and we have a trade. The Minnesota Vikings have traded down because they're confident the guy they want will be there when they pick next, and they swap spots with the Indianapolis Colts, who traded one of their second-round picks and a fourth-rounder to get up to 30. I had them taking Josh Jackson in my mock, but since he's way off the board in your mock, what should the Colts do here? Should they trade up? Chris Ballard. So the Indianapolis Colts, uh, we're in a very interesting position here. Uh, we felt the need. There's a lot of players that we want um, that we're surprised they're still here. And quite frankly, we're not sure they're going to make it to our second round pick. Um, we let go of Frank Gore. That's a big change for us over the past couple of years. And we were happy with Marlon Mack. We took him a year ago in the fourth round, and we think he's an exciting and big part of our future. Uh, however, we know that in today's NFL, you need more than one running back in order to succeed. Uh, and I think we have another dynamic player here with a chance to make some big time differences here in Indianapolis and cause defenses a whole lot of problems. So here at 30, we trade up to get him. We're afraid he won't make it to our second round pick. At number 30, we select running back Sony Michelle out of Georgia. He would be a dynamic weapon for the Colts offense. And now the Denver Broncos with their third of three first round picks due to all the trading down they did are back on the clock. All right, John Elway, we got rid of Akeem Tlaib by trading him away to the Rams, but our needed corner still screams very loudly because Chris Harris Jr. only has two years remaining left on his contract. Bradley Roby, we might have to franchise tag him after this year, but if we can't, uh, he, he might hit the market and get a bigger deal elsewhere. And the depth we have after those two is very, very, very questionable. But thank God there is a guy right here in our own backyard from CU Boulder that can help us out immediately. And he is Isaiah Oliver. He is that press man cover guy that we love. So with the 31st pick in the 2018 NFL Draft, the Denver Broncos select Isaiah Oliver, cornerback from Colorado. You make a lot of good points. And normally, uh, if this player wasn't available, I, I would be extremely happy and quick to pull that trigger uh, for Isaiah Oliver. However, we can't believe this player is still available. Uh, he fits the personality we're trying to become on offense. Uh, Case Keenum just came from a physical offense with a good run game. Uh, and, and we added to the pass game with DJ Moore to supplement some of our other players. Uh, but a talent right here, we're just not sure we can pass up. We recently let go of CJ Anderson. Our other option is Jamal Charles, who's aging. And we have guys like Devontae Booker and D'Angelo Henderson on the roster. Uh, though we like them quite a bit, the, there's no reason to not select this player. So at 31, the Denver Broncos select possibly the best running back in the draft, Darius Geis out of LSU. He's a, he's a difference maker on offense. He's a culture changer. Uh, and between he and Will Hernandez, defenses are not going to want to tackle uh, Darius Geis and deal with this run game. So we're very happy to welcome Darius to Denver at pick number 31 uh, and really able to uh, make a big time impact on our offensive personnel. And last but not least, we have a trade. The Arizona Cardinals are picking again as the Philadelphia Eagles trade down as we expect them to on draft night. 
I had the Cardinals taking Mason Rudolph, but they already took Lamar Jackson. But at 19, in my mock, I had them taking Connor Williams to address the right tackle position. I think they should take Connor Williams here since they, he's still on your board, Owen. It's a tough argument to make. Uh, I, I, I normally, under most circumstances, would not complain about adding to the offensive line. However, we feel as though that there are some players that uh, the NFL are going to not value as highly as we will, and they'll be available a little bit later uh, in, in maybe the second or third round. So we have a player here that we don't believe will make it to our next selection. And for that reason, we give someone for Lamar Jackson, we give him some help. Is it, it takes some attention away from David Johnson. And with the losses of Jerron and John Brown, we need help at the wide receiver position. So at pick number 32, the Arizona Cardinals select a great value here. One of the top receivers in the class, Calvin Ridley from Alabama. And that concludes our war simulation mock draft. He is Owen Reese, ladies and gentlemen, inside the pylon.com. And he covers the Green Bay Packers and the University of Wisconsin football for SBNation.com. Owen, it was a treat having you on and we hope to have you on again in the very near future. Absolutely. Thanks for having me on. Thanks for inviting me. It was a good time. It was a good time indeed. Thank you, Owen. And that's it for today here on Sports Crunch with D. Crom. Our draft coverage continues Wednesday night when I will host a Facebook Live to compare the mock we just did to Mike Mayock's mock draft and other buzz going around the league. For the first round of the draft on Thursday night, be sure to follow me on Twitter at SportsCrunch. And remember, that is Crunch with a K, as I will be periscoping my instant analysis on each pick. And on Friday and Saturday, I will be back on Facebook Live taking your questions as the remaining six rounds unfold. Also, be sure to like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter and sign up for insider alerts on sportscrunch.com. And if you enjoy these podcast episodes, please consider leaving us an iTunes review and donating to our Patreon at patreon.com sportscrunch so we can improve our iTunes ranking and afford to produce even more shows with awesome guests like Owen, especially since there is never an off-season for talking football. For Owen Reese, our producer Chris Broadhead, this is David Cromwell saying so long, and as always, stay awesome and enjoy the draft, everybody. Hey.